love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zealots Podcast. I am your host, Tom, joined alongside my fellow zealots, Joe and Paul. How are you guys doing for this episode? Doing great. Doing good. A little more awake. We're getting there. <laughs> Fantastic. This episode is a flash review, and we'll be doing all kinds of reviews. But before we do that, of course, we have this. The Alexa quote, quote of, of the, the show. show. And may the odds be ever in your favor. All right, boys. Well, let me tell you something. I was very disappointed in your performance uh, last episode, but I think this one will uh, turn it around for you. Here we go. Wax on, wax off. Wax on. Oh, wow. Wax off. Wax on, wax off. Wax on. Wax off. I think you guys may know this one. And for those of you who are waiting for them to write down these answers, play alongside these two. Uh, take a pen, write down your answers, and see how you do. Also... Go to our Facebook and like us. Find us on Twitter. Follow us there. We also have... Oh, Joe has a thumbs up. We also have an Amazon link if you'd like to help support the show. Uh, click on that and uh, you know, buy what you normally would buy and it'd help the show out. That'd be fantastic. We got two thumbs up. Wow, you guys are quick on this one. All right. Uh, why don't you start this one, Joe? Give me the name of the movie, please. The Karate Kid. Ah, very well. The year, please. 84. Okay. That's a toughie. All right. Give me the three build people. If Ralph Macchio. Okay. Pat Morita. All right. Paul, Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah. I'm just telling you right now. If you get this next one right, you get a 10 pointer. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, here we go. The pressure's on. I have... All right. Here we go. <laughs> I wrote down some girl. <laughs> Uh, you, I have no idea who she is. No, you're gonna kick yourself once you know who that is. It's someone famous too, I think. Yes. I just can't. I have in my my mind, she's not there. I can't even picture her. Oh, well, Paul, you just uh, sneaked out a death death note on this one. All right, you're gonna you're gonna kick yourself. Trust me. All right, Paul, give me the uh, your movie, please. The Karate Kid. All right, here. I put 88, but it sounds like 86 was the way to go. <laughs> 80, 84, 84. Okay. All right. First, All right. Uh, Ralph Macchio. Yep. Pat Marinto, or whatever his name Marinto, is. Yep. Um, and I don't have the third person. Oh, Elizabeth? guys. Yes. No, no, no. It is Elizabeth? Yes. Oh, shoot. No. Yes. Elizabeth Shoe. No way. Yes. That was Elizabeth Shoe. You, I can't believe you don't know that's Elizabeth Shoe. Oh, Shoe. my God. Yes. We just talked about her the other time. I, I didn't. I didn't. A couple wow. episodes ago, we talked about how she's still looking good, and I and I, I, I didn't have that written down, but I I pulled it out of my ass somewhere at the end. Uh, oh, sorry. Joe, how could you get? You got the year, and you couldn't pull out Elizabeth Shoe. I did no. I could oh. not. I haven't seen that movie in so long. It never occurred to me that she. Yes. Oh, I gotta watch it now because she's so awesome. Yes. Oh Holy my. cow. Yes. Man, yes, now yes. I'm really kicking myself. Holy. Yes, I, that's what I mean. Literally a couple episodes ago, I said, can you believe she was... Uh, actually, which movie was it? She's the love interest in Karate Kid, and she's the wife of... What movie was she just in that we just watched? She was the wife of someone, like Bruce Willis or somebody. Hmm. Yeah, it was in uh, Die Hard with oh, uh, Death Wish. Vengeance over Death Wish. Yeah. Death Wish, yeah. 
Yeah, in that episode, I said, can you believe she went from Karate Kid's uh, love interest to Bruce Willis's wife? Ah, oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. I thought you had it. I thought you had it. I thought you had a locked that up. That hurts. Oh. oh. Well, Joe. I just couldn't remember. I just, Karate Kid has been so far out of my consciousness. <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, I'm watching, well, I'm going to start watching the Cobra Kai, so I'm back in. That's why uh, I did this one, too. Oh, nice. I started watching the first half, the first episode of it. It was really good, and then I got distracted by something around the house, and we never got back to it. Uh, well, you gained two points on him, Joe. I don't think that's enough to uh, take the lead or time. However, uh, you're, you know, you're crawling your way back and you really could have taken the lead or you really could have uh, taken over if you cannot believe I blew it. Yeah. That, that's cracking under pressure right there. Live the right. shoe. Wow. I cannot believe it. Okay. Let's uh, begin the flash reviews. I'll begin since I have three. Uh, the flash reviews we're doing for this episode, Blumhouse, Truth or Dare, Batman Ninja, Cargo, Red Sparrow, and oh, that's it. Okay. So uh, all of us seen it, or at least one of us seen of all all these movies, and a couple of us saw, uh, a couple of us saw some of the movies. <laughs> well, that's really convoluted. Uh, let me begin with Blumhouse Truth or Dare. This was this was released April thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. Uh, description is a harmless game of truth or dare among friends turns deadly when someone or something begins to punish those who tell a lie or refuse the dare. The budget's three and a half million dollars. And the worldwide gross uh, at this point is like 70.5 million. So they've <laughs> most definitely made their money back. And I can probably expect you to see a Truth or Dare 2 coming out uh, next year sometime. <laughs> Rating PG 13. IMDb gives it a 4.7 out of 10. Now, this movie, um, if you watch the trailer, you. <laughs> It, you you know what you're getting when you when you watch this trailer, right? You know you can't you can't walk out of this movie disappointed, like oh well this didn't <laughs> this hasn't inspired me to uh, do better. This is what it is. So, but it's not it's not a good movie. And here here's the problem: it's not a horror movie in the vein of jump scares. Like there's not a lot of jump scares in it, so you don't get that fun aspect of it. Also, the very first I think the first death. Uh, the kid is on top of the pool table and he's going towards a pool cue and then he turns around and he falls and breaks his neck. So I thought, oh, wait a second. Maybe this will go in the vein of like Final Destination where they have a bunch of creative deaths and that's how, you know, that's what makes this movie interesting. Nope, it's not that either. <laughs> there's only there's only a handful of deaths to begin with. I mean, like it's a group of like six kids or something that uh, play this game. So there's very few deaths and they're not inspired deaths at all. So it missed it missed it in both of those aspects uh the d so it's a demon that takes a that's a demon that likes to play this stupid game in this church the plot's very convoluted and it makes no sense so this demon somehow he knows everything like he knows your innermost thoughts he knows your secrets so i'm not sure how he does that he can uh he can take over your body at any time to kill you and I, we, there's no reasoning, like there's no motivation for this demon. <laughs> like he doesn't want to take over the world. He doesn't want to come out and live. He, 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 like some of the dare, dares, like I dare you to kill this person. Or some of them like, oh, I dare you to tell me, uh, why do you hate this person? Or something. It's so, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's just like, it's as brutal as killing someone. And it's as dumb as, oh, uh, do tell me the truth behind this. It's just, I, there's no there's no reasoning behind it and uh <laughs> the interesting and it has a stupid grin so when the demon takes over your body everyone has this dumb looking grin on their face and that's how you know that there's something going on 
Oh, so bad. And like I said, they can take over the body anytime. Why doesn't he just take over someone and do whatever his motivation? I don't know what this is. It's not a good movie. Um, oh, the one scene. So, Paul, uh, you might appreciate this. So there is a gay kid in this movie who is not out of the closet. Uh, and he's afraid of his dad. <laughs> he's afraid of his dad because his dad's old school. Um, so the one scene, of course, truth or dare, tell your dad the truth. So then he, he starts talking and they cut away and the kid comes out with all the other kids and he said, oh, I just had my turn. And uh, the other actor was like, or the other character was like, oh, what happened? He said, oh, I had to tell my dad the truth that I, uh, I'm i gay. <laughs> and the guy was like, oh, well, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. I feel good. I feel better. He he was fine. Like, what? <laughs> what? This is this is kid's punishment? This this demon's not like a therapist? Helping <laughs> this kid come out of the closet? <laughs> it's like, the, uh, you know, the, the dad had to like beat him or something to make it that any sense. Like this demon knows everything. He knows every secret, knows what you don't want revealed. And somehow it didn't know that like this dad would be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Simpsons Halloween episode where he goes to hell's ironic punishment department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it was such a weird like, huh, that's weird. The demon was actually helpful for this kid. <laughs> he helped uh, yeah, hey, hey, demons are people too. Yeah, man, yeah, 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 apparently. <laughs> and and then this kid dies. He ends up dying in this movie. Uh the demon's like, "Make your make your dad the dad's a cop." So he's the demon's like, "Make your dad beg for his life." So the kid pulls out the the dad's gun. He's like, "Beg for your life, please, just beg for your life. I'll I'll um I'll explain everything after you beg for your life." So the dad's partner comes from behind and shoots the kid and kills him one shot. What? <laughs> That's how a cop would. They, you could have walked up the. You can knock the kid out. You could done so many things. And first of all, you could have wounded the kid. You'd have to kill him. Yeah, one shot, no warning, just shoots the kid in the back, and kills the kid. Like, well, yeah, that's, that's, well, who knows? Maybe that is true to life. I don't know. Well, that could be. I mean, <laughs> what color was the kid? Well, he was, uh, I think he was Asian or something. So he wasn't, oh, okay. your, yeah, he wasn't Caucasian. So I guess it is slightly possible, but he was a lighter skinned one. So who knows? Well, you got to figure out what shade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that was completely, that was dumb. And the, the ending is probably the worst part, which had me confused because, so the main character of this movie is a um, like a Habitat for Humanity for Humanity type girl who like instead of going on spring break she was going to build homes for Habitat for Humanity and she has a Facebook page or no YouTube channel that's dedicated just for Habitat for Humanity she posts videos and stuff trying to recruit people so and then uh, her friend ended up telling them that she had. Yeah, she couldn't do it. She canceled it on her. So she had to go to spring break with everybody else. <clears throat> so this, in the whole movie, the girl is selfless where she's helping other people. And at the very end of the movie, when there's only her and her best friend left, and they're in the church and they, okay. So another, another plot issue with this movie is there's only two of them left. They're in a church. The one, the one way to uh, get rid of this demon failed. So now they're out of options. So her idea was tell her friend, uh, do a dare and refuse to do it. So what happens is if you refuse, if you refuse to do the dare or refuse to do the truth, the demon takes over, you get the stupid smile and the demon get, makes the person kill themselves. So the, the idea of this girl was to get the, her friend to refuse to do the dare. So the demon takes over. And then once the demon took over, she's like, no, you have to play the game. 
truth or dare, you have to play the, like oh, this is so stupid. Like the demon goes, so the demon goes, oh, you got me. I yeah. gotta kill myself. Yeah, yeah, Shit. yeah. It's so dumb. So her question was uh, truth. Like it was a truth question. Like how do we win this game? And they said, well, you can't. You, you basically, it's gonna go on forever until you die. So there's so that was really dumb because anything could have happened there. Like there's no way she could control that situation. So it was really dumb. So then the very end of the movie, so how they get out of this, well, they don't get out of it. How they resolve this is she goes on. Now, earlier in the movie, you know, you have this like Snapchat and it's like, uh, it's vertical. It's not horizontal. So it's up and down. And they show different scenes of them on like spring break. Only The only mention of her doing any video work is YouTube uh, in the movie. So the only thing that she says she has is a, like a, Habitat for Humanity YouTube channel. So at the very end of the movie, what they do is she's they're showing her on a video, like they're being streamed, saying, oh, this is the game, blah, blah, blah. I hate to do this. I'm so sorry. Truth or dare. So essentially, anyone watching that video is now part of the game. So now what happens is this demon just goes from person to person who's ever played this game and makes them truth or dare until everyone's dead. So she essentially got everyone in the world who watched this video to be part of this game. So now the demon... So all 14 or 15 Habitat for Humanity yeah, so not only YouTube channel followers. She, yeah, not only is she killing innocents, she's probably killing like people who are actually trying to make a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all, all the people are trying to help someone. All Let's the good people. Yeah, yeah. So this person who's been selfless the entire movie at the very end in order to save her and her friend decides to go and release this demon on the world, essentially, because it's so YouTube she spreads channel. out the risk, so she's not going to be repicked again at any point. Very, yeah, it's going to be a huge, yeah, it's going to be a long time. Just keep the demon done, busy yeah. wiping out the planet. Exactly, yeah, and that's the resolution of this movie. Now, granted, ah! granted, the sequel to this movie, if they follow that trend where demons is going around the world killing, I think it has them making for a much better movie because there'll be so many more deaths they can get creative. Because this movie, like I said, there's only a handful of kids who played this game, so there's only maybe five deaths total and they weren't creative. They weren't interesting. So now if, they, if there's going to be like some mass killings, maybe then they can actually take some time to do some interesting stuff with them. Uh, either way, it's, it's going to be bad. <laughs> I knew this movie was going to be bad. And at the, this interesting thing about this ending was I watched the ending. I was like, Oh, this ending is awful. And I walked out of the theater and I thought, wait a second, but I never saw it coming. So maybe I should enjoy this ending because it's not your typical ending. But then I thought, no, because this character is so selfless. Like, she's such a humanitarian. There's no way she would do this. Like, it's so out of character. It's just not realistic in any aspect that she would actually do this thing. And and could she not have just tweeted it to the Kardashians? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's not, not good. Not, not a, yeah, it's a very bad movie. So, uh, <laughs> It, the movie itself, uh, I would definitely, uh, hmm. I mean, it is, if you see the trailer and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's stupid, but it looks interesting, then I guess watch it. I'd say TV, I guess. I mean, I don't want to give it a don't watch because you may enjoy it. My, okay, let me put it this way. I took my two younger children, so ages 12 and 11. You're a monster. I know. Uh, and they both- I Tried to scare them away from playing Truth or Dare. They both enjoyed it. In fact, as we walked out of the theater, I'd made the stupid grin, truth or dare, truth, and they all had a good time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they enjoy it. So, like, preteen, like, right around, the, it's a PG-13 movie, so I'd say right around 13, 
I think that's the target audience. <laughs> Anyone who's just going to watch it for face value, think, ah, oh, truth or dare, that's funny, make a stupid face, ha, ha, ha. I think that's the audience they're going for because uh, if you look into it in any way or you think about it logically, it's just doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. <laughs> so there you go. I'll give it TV just because uh, there is a segment of the audience uh, who would enjoy this movie. I found two. Two out of three of my group liked it. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's move on to Joe. Would you like to do Red Sparrow? Yeah, we could do Red Sparrow. All right. Let's do Red Sparrow. All right, now, th- uh, let's see. So, Red Sparrow uh, basically stars Jennifer Lawrence, Joel Edgerton. Um, they're the only two names I really know from it. Uh, let's see. Budget was $69 million. Uh, opening weekend, $16 million. Gross USA, 46 Cumulative worldwide gross, 148 It felt long. Um, actually, here, we'll go to the plot. It says, uh, Ballerina Dominica... Aragova is recruited to Sparrow School, a Russian intelligence service where she is forced to use her body as a weapon. Her first mission targeting CIA agent threatens to unravel the security of both nations. (laughs) This movie is so bad. (laughs) (laughs) It it starts off and you have like Jennifer Lawrence and this was her first attempt in her life at a Russian accent. I thought I was watching the Avengers for a second. <laughs> it was it was worse than that the uh, the Avengers Russian accent, except it went on the entire movie. Oh boy! And unless she had to say something passionately, in which case the accent was completely dropped, so she could say this. <laughs> <laughs> so it was either a terrible accent or no hint of one. Um, so it turns off. It starts off. And it started off kind of neat because, you know, they show her dancing ballet and then you see a spy in the park and then switching back ballet, spy in the park. And they just going back and forth and you figure, oh, someone's going to get murdered here. But they did a little twist. Um, It turned out the ballet dancer got named. Ah, okay. (laughs) And so, yeah, it was it was her ballet partner. It turns out that it was the the guy who was the dancer with her. He did a jump and he landed on her leg and it shattered it which feeds into the plot, but they had a subplot of he was dating the secondary dancer who wanted her spot, but wasn't good enough. Ah, I Tanya action, but, huh? Exactly. He, I Tanya her right there. He glue her. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so then she can't dance anymore. And so, and then you, because she lived with her mom who was obviously sick and has bad health problems and her uncle, the KGB agent, makes his appearance in the movie Hmm. and he said that you know her mom's going to lose her health care from the boy boy show ballet because now she can't dance so who's going to take care of her mom and so he decides he's going to pimp her out to get information from somebody in exchange for care for her mother and of course the the thing goes wrong and her uncle who is actually in the hotel room trying to catch get information from this guy they're trying to spy from allows him to rape her before he jumps in and kills the guy. Oh, nice. So, well, yeah, wonderful uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and so he murders the guy and then she has now since she's witnessed the murder, she has the choice of go ahead and spy for us or we'll kill you as a witness. Wow. So th- this was their plot, and then she gets sent to the Russian spy sex school where they learn all about seduction in a classroom setting. Oh, man. <laughs> it-, it was really terrible. It had just the least sexy nudity of any movie <laughs> I've ever watched. 
there was a lot of there was a lot of nudity, both male and female, and none, nothing just at all even mildly <laughs> sexual about it. It was like wow. <laughs> I didn't even get a confused boner watching it. I'm like, what? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and you know, it was just going on. And I and I wrote down while I was watching, I wrote this note said, wow, I think this is the original script for the board identity. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> It had serious script problems, and they and they went off and they went off all these silly tropes where you should spy on the CIA, and the CIA agents tried to turn her to make her an American agent, you know, make her a double agent, and he tells her, we don't trade lives. Oh, yeah, because the CIA is the moral <laughs> upright brigade here. <laughs> it was just absolutely terrible, and it was like, wow. And then she steals this classified information. On three and a half inch floppy disks. Oh wow! Really? She authenticated all this classified missile info on six three and a half inch floppy. Well, I guess the Russians are a little behind. On our <laughs> no, this is what was stolen from America. This was the senator's uh, aide who stole this and sold it to the Russians. <laughs> wow! Wow! Oh, you've got to be kidding me! And it, it just—it's the movie. It just went on. I mean, they could have trimmed a third of the movie out. They probably should have. It just went on and on. And they tried to do a twist at the end. And they set it up so ham-fistedly that, I mean, you could tell. There was an entire scene of her setting up the twist at the end where it was just completely out of place. It was her going to a bank and doing something. But they wouldn't tell you what. <laughs> and I was like, well, this will come into play later. Yeah. <laughs> because it just didn't fit. She just randomly went to a bank to set up an account. And they refused to show you what she did. It's like, oh. <laughs> So she decided her twist at the end, instead of giving up the actual Russian mole who was spying for the United States, she gave up her uncle as the Russian mole. Uh, it was just poorly, poorly constructed movie. So what happened to her mother then? Uh, she went back and was able to give her health care because she became a Russian hero for finding the moles. Oh, and okay. she's like the top. Of, she's the top of the KGB now. Oh, a super God. Russian hero. She's a hero to the state for catching the, catching the spy. And now she continues to spy. So was this uh, shot as a one and done, or is it left open where this could become a, a continuing saga type thing? Uh, they could continue the saga, but I really, really hope they don't. I, mean, I just can't <laughs> picture. I, I, I just can't picture it. It's just so bad. Well, I mean, this is the painful origin story. So the next one comes out. I mean, it's all just action and. And I mean, and they could do it. I mean, they could make more movies. This could go on potentially forever, but it barely made anything. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, they say a movie, a movie has to double its uh, budget to make a profit. Yeah, you keep saying that. I don't know how true that is. Because I'll be honest, that's what I've been told. Okay, so what if the budget? What if the budget's a hundred million? You mean it take two hundred million? That can't be right. Well, if you're going to spend $100 million on the movie, all the marketing and promotion and things like that that go into it, they're going to promote it heavier. One of these episodes, I'm going to look that up, and we're going to have a discussion about it, because that can't be right. We should. We should We should have a talk about that one. <laughs> and also, Find out what, what the actual truth is. And we're going to you, do know a... you know that Hollywood's scamming it anyway. I mean, the, the company forms a subsidiary and then hires, oh, yeah. hires itself at $9,000 an hour to make the marketing <laughs> materials. And we're going to do a trivia episode of how many times you've actually made that quote, <laughs> or have you made that statement where it takes double. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm gonna go back and listen to all the episodes because you can. And once we find, <laughs> once we prove it's not true, I'm gonna go back and edit them all. <laughs> <Just> like, 
This is not true. Don't listen to Joe here. Don't listen to Joe here. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy it for a second. All right. All right. So what? Uh, give me your uh, rating for Red Sparrow then. Just don't don't bother with this movie. Don't watch. Oh, all right. There, there are there are there are plenty of bad movies to watch. I mean, go watch a Jason Bourne movie if you like schlocky. Go watch James Bond. I mean, back in the day when you'd watch a movie just to see some boobs, <laughs> this could count on stream it. But you know, with the well, internet these yeah, days, yeah, yeah, you got the internet now, so <laughs> and anyone who wants to see her naked already has. So <laughs> there, there's really no point. <laughs> all right so don't watch from joe expect a no less of course <laughs> you're coming don't watch I'm, I'm joe i'm trying to do a public service here i'm trying to free up saturday afternoons from mowing the lawn you're telling everyone to watch it on tv <laughs> all right let's move on to batman ninja that's right batman ninja you may not have heard of it i didn't hear of it a friend at work asked me to review it because it just came out uh, april 24th 2018 it's an anime type thing uh cartoon i guess you would call it uh, description is Batman, along with a number of his allies and adversaries, find himself transported from modern Gotham to feudal Japan. What is that? Feudal. Feudal? Feudal? Like feudal, feudal times? Right. <laughs> Tom, you continue to deliver. Here we go. Feudal Japan. <laughs> uh, rating PG-13, IMDb 5.8 out of 10. So I watched this movie knowing nothing about it. Not a fan of anime, actually. Uh, not even, I never even watched any of the Batman cartoons. I know there's a lot of, uh, decent cartoons out there. So I watched it and, uh, it's very interesting. I found it. Yeah. It was different because they go back in time essentially. And they're fighting <laughs> back in Japan where he doesn't have all his technology to help him. And it becomes like a samurai or a ninja. Yeah. He trains to be a ninja to fight, <laughs> to fight the Joker and, uh, all the other bad guys that made it back in time. And I know it was interesting and I found it entertaining. And then they did the Power Rangers move. And I was like, oh no. What yeah, the, the end fell apart, didn't it? It really fell apart at the end. Like, holy okay. moly. They, they did that in form of blah, blah. Every, like the Joker, everybody did this thing where they made these huge monsters like Power Rangers and they're fighting as these Which, monsters. I, I mean, I understand it because it was supposed to be anime. So it was trying to, to you know, yeah, to include the generic yeah. anime, but but the monkey and then the Batman that was just dumb. I yeah, mean, so, that was just like you know <laughs> that was a yeah. little too far. So a bunch of little monkeys made a big monster monkey, and then a bunch of bats flew around the monkey, then flew into the monster monkey, and it made Batman, an actual big Batman, not a monkey dressed as Batman or a bat Batman, but a physical person Batman. <laughs> Out of it in this yeah. monster. Yeah, Batman. it was it was it was horrible. It was uh, that that was horrible. Like that was beyond. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was all for the steampunk, you know, because you just you just accept it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you accept you accept the big houses because anime is sometimes like that. Yeah, but the monkeys making up the big monkey is where it really went south. You're like, uh, <laughs> that's not how physics works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh... Yeah, until that point, I was in. I was like, "Oh, this is actually interesting." You know, I get to see all these uh, these characters interact in, uh, you know, Shogun type uh, Japan, and yeah, they all in, and I think they actually said the words in form of and like that type of thing. Like, oh boy, this oh, that is great. I might have to see this movie now. <laughs> 
what I, I, I was worried it would just be a happy cartoon, but you're talking two-headed shark attack level stupid. Oh, here. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, you, you might actually like this, Joe. <laughs> the, the art, some of the art was beautiful. I mean, it was some really amazing, there were some really amazing points. Yeah, it where you good. could see the art. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it was great. Um, but I was like, oh my God, Catwoman, those breasts. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> like, she has unrealistically large breasts. Uh, and I, I guess I don't think a and Catwoman what's, is. What's the problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not going to make her more agile, I'm sure. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I want her to do in form of bigger boobs and they even grow more. <laughs> have monkeys go in there. <laughs> Well, and there, there's a, f- a few weird things. I also had, oh, apparently they, when they dubbed this, they just rewrote the script. They didn't, they didn't really rely on, yeah, what apparently it said in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, from what I heard, uh, if you watch the subtitles, it's better because then you get the actual. Yeah, I guess they ran out of budget or something, and <laughs> they didn't uh, really dub it, or they well, didn't they, they, they didn't think that the the script as written would work. Um. But- Knowing that, knowing that, I kind that, of wondered I, where the emperor was. They didn't even mention the emperor, which I know is that that's maybe that's me being a Japanese history uh, nerd there. Um, wow. Or maybe that, that was probably too sacrilegious to talk about where the emperor was. But anyway, <laughs> they had the Danny DeVito penguin, I thought. That was kind of an odd choice. I don't, yeah, know, I don't yeah. think the penguin is having birds and. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, you know, what I mean? yeah, you know like he's just a. Yeah, he was a, Danny a gangster, DeVito, right? Penguin. 100%. Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, where the frick did the monkeys come from? I mean, like like Robin's monkey? And you're like, was that a, did I miss where it came from? I mean, like at the end, there is the monkey, but I'm like, is this a plot line that I missed? That... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't presume to know anything about <laughs> any of this stuff. I just I just watch it for face value, like, oh, okay. Oh. Well, I guess this is something that exists i don't know <laughs> i also put wheat in japan which I, I just wondered why in the world they went there I, there was a scene where they they were like we can have wheat so we can make bread and i'm like does that feudal <laughs> japan have bread i don't know uh <laughs> they will now <laughs> i know a weird thing deathstroke seemed like he was like what what was he even doing there he, he's like just to be defeated is the only reason he's even <laughs> he's even there yeah, yeah, they brought in a bunch of people, and yeah, well, you know, you had to, for namesake, you know. <laughs> and then there was the, I, I had to giggle when when Catwoman confronts Harley, and she says, it's time for a little girl-on-girl action. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'm getting yeah. this movie. <laughs> I was going to say, Joe's in now. <laughs> <laughs> Big boobs, girl and girl action. All right. <laughs> Send me the link. <laughs> All right. You talked me into it, Paul. <laughs> I kind of assumed that Flash was going to save it at the end because of Gorilla Grodd, right? Because he's a Flash villain. Oh, I, I didn't know that. But, and he's, t- and, you know, Flash can time travel however he wants. So oh, really? I kind of wondered why he didn't come and save them or what. what I, see, that's why I have you watch it too, Paul, because oh, you have okay, all this all right. insight. <laughs> I anyway, no uh, anyway, so uh, if you're a kid, this is fine. But but I thought the weird, I thought it was it, the end bothered me. It was just too much, like the monkeys and the and the Batman. <laughs> well, if you're a kid or Joe, you know what? the kid's <laughs> turning into girl on girl action. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm getting some confused signals from you here, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would watch it on television, but that, I, I think that's my rating. All right, TV. Um, hmm, interesting. You know, I think I have to follow. I'll, I'll take your lead on this one, Paul. <laughs> watch it on TV because, yeah, it, like I said, it's interesting. I enjoyed it, and it went to weird <laughs> Power Ranger mode. Uh, but I don't think I would go out of my way to see it. I went, I surely wouldn't pay money to see it. So I'd wait to, yeah, second to lowest, uh, rating I could possibly give it. Uh, like I said, if you're an anime fan, I think you'd probably enjoy it. If you're a big Batman fan, it's definitely outside the normal, uh, storyline of Batman, right? So it'd definitely be worth seeing in that respect. Um, and if you're a fan of Harley Quinn and the Joker, I mean, they they play a major role in this, <laughs> Uh, this adap- adaptation as well. So uh, maybe maybe it would be for you. For me, uh, definitely uh, see on TV. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Batman Ninja. There you go. All right. Our last review is the Netflix released May 18th, 2018 film Cargo. Cargo is a post-apocalyptic thriller and an emotional story of a father trying to save his child at all costs. No rating. 6.6 out of 10. Uh, IMDb. Now, Joe, you saw this and I saw this. Paul did not see this one. Uh, I guess I can start with the cargo. So cargo, I really, I, I, I've mixed emotions with cargo because I enjoy, I enjoy this movie. It's a, it's a really a drama set in the zombie apocalypse. It's not a zombie movie in any way. <laughs> it's just a drama of a father trying to save his child. And it just so happens to have zombies in it. And, uh, but I, what I really appreciate about this movie was that everything, every character did in this movie made sense. Unlike normal zombie movies where they do stupid crap to get themselves hurt. Like the zombie apocalypse breaks out. So, uh, Martin Freeman decides to take his family on a, uh, houseboat and go down a river. Perfect sense. That makes, (laughs) that's exactly what I would do. Get away from the land where zombies, zombies can't come get you because you're going down the river on a houseboat. Then the wife wanted to uh, go to land to get stock up more stuff. And he's like, well, we still have supplies. Let's wait until we go down further down the river, which makes even more sense. Why needlessly put yourself at risk? doesn't make sense. Uh, he goes to the boat. Even the part, so, uh, well, spoilers, obviously. Uh, the wife goes, so he goes, at one point, he goes to this abandoned boat and picks up a lot of supplies. And he comes back and he tells his wife, hey, there's these supplies uh, on this abandoned boat. It was perfectly safe. No worries. I got more stuff so we can stay on this boat longer. And uh, then he would take a nap and she saw that he found like a bottle of champagne for their anniversary. So she decides, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to this abandoned boat and try to find something for him for the anniversary as well. So she gets on the boat. She goes inside. She hears a noise. And unlike every other zombie movie, she doesn't go and investigate. She tries to leave immediately, <laughs> which makes perfect sense. I was so happy yeah, to she see She tries it. to run away. Yes. She well, goes- the nice thing was, cause he heard the noise and ran away from it. Oh, he heard originally. I oh, I didn't hear. He heard the noise and looked at the closet and then he ran away. He left. And then his wife asked him how it was. And he goes, no, 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 it was fine. And that's he was hedging the bet. He didn't yes. want to let her, he didn't want her to know that he'd risked his life. Uh, okay. I missed that somehow. I missed that. And he then heard the she, noise. yeah. And he tried to placate her saying, no, no, it was fine. It was fine. It yes. Was safe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And he went down to play with the baby and she listened all too well. Who knew she was going to listen to him. Right. Yes. But the point, <laughs> and then she went and got herself in trouble. But the point is, she heard the noise and she tried to leave immediately. She didn't go, hey, let me go check out this noise like every other movie. Yeah. <laughs> she tried exactly. to leave. <laughs> Which makes part, yeah. Everything in this movie, I was so happy to see every decision made was something like, yes, that 
logically a normal person would do. This is their decision making, not stupid crap that you wouldn't normally do. But with that said, uh, I it wasn't very interesting. I I, I found myself I it maintained my uh, interest enough to watch it through, and at the end I was like, oh okay, but it, it wasn't like I was like I wasn't enthralled with it. And if, if honestly, if I would have stopped it, like if something would have happened where I'd have to pause it and go do something and come back, I don't know if I'd pick it back up. I, yeah, it just wasn't interesting enough for me to keep going. Like, the whole thing was like, so Paul, the whole plot is uh, zombie apocalypse, him, his wife, and a very little baby that you have to carry. So what age is that? I don't know. Less than a year. So it's got to be a newborn some, somewhere between there. Can't walk yet. They're on a boat. She gets herself killed. He, uh, in trying to save her, goes to land, and he gets himself bit by her. So now he has essentially 40 hours or so before he turns. So now he's got to find a place to put this baby, like someone to give this baby to, to uh, have it live on after he, he turns. So that's the whole plot. And, and like I said, it was interesting, but at no point did I... I, I it, wasn't, it wasn't thrilling to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, just, I saw a short story like eight or nine years ago when the, when the zombie genre just started to come out. Yeah. And someone did a short on YouTube, it was like 10 minutes, which was basically the story. And it was really good. Yeah. But this whole story could have been covered in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't, I, as much as I enjoyed it. Yes. It wasn't, it just doesn't, didn't, didn't hold my interest really. I just like, okay, he's going through, he's doing his thing. And he meets that one dude who's a bad guy. And, yeah, it's just, you know, and maybe, t- yeah, maybe like 10 years ago, this would have been good. Yeah. But I think Ed, the world just has zombie fatigue right now. Or I know I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I see a zombie. I'm like, you know, I've seen every variation of the zombie tale at this point. There's just nothing new to bring to it. And while this is a really well-constructed story, it makes sense. It flows decently. I just, I got bored. I fell asleep the first time. And like you said, would you go back to it? I did because I had to do this review. Yeah. Would you, would you have gone back if you weren't doing this review today? No. Yeah. You probably wouldn't wouldn't have. I'd have been just like, eh, I saw enough of it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like it wasn't interesting. Like you didn't care what happened to that baby. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm sure he lives. I don't know, but who cares? Yeah, I'm sure the baby will make it. He's going to die. You know, you gotta, I mean, it's predestined. So, But I do like the fact that he turned himself into like a zombie Uber at the end to carry the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the only See, inventive thing. I was thing. wondering what I could call that. Zombie Uber. <laughs> so what it was, but essentially, Paul, he knew he was turning. He had to get this uh, girl that he met um, and his baby to her tribe uh, for lack of a better word and he was turning so he knew he wouldn't make it and she's too young to really carry this baby great distance so he, they have these uh uh first aid kits where they have like handcuffs and stuff for the zombie apocalypse so he handcuffed himself and he put like guts and stuff at the end of a stick so the the girl and the baby could be on his back with the stick like kind of like a horse no, no, he dog racing, right? He had meat on a stick yeah. instead of a carrot. Yeah, exactly. So he was he was basically, she could drive him to, <laughs> to go across the country to find uh, her people. And of then course. they found the aboriginals who... Yeah, uh, they found them. And uh, I assume everyone lives happily ever after at that point. Oh, he wrote thank you on the baby's stomach. Oh, yeah, he wrote thank you. So that, that was nice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I the, the only the refreshing thing about this movie that I found was that every decision that was made 
made sense to me. <laughs> and I was happy to see that they weren't doing stupid things. If this movie would have been your, oh, she went and checked out the closet, got eaten, and they just made dumb decisions, I, I would totally say don't watch this movie at all. Uh, but if, and, and he would have gotten superhuman powers to be able to beat 75 <laughs> of them and finally get taken down by the last one or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because, you know, if you want a movie that, that happens in the <laughs> zombie apocalypse that people make wise decisions, that decisions that you would make, uh, I'd say you want to go see this or see this movie because it does do that. Uh, it is, a, like I said, it's a drama that just so happens to be set in the zombie apocalypse. So if you're looking well, for a zombie good zombie movie, movies always were. Yeah. Right, are really about the people if yeah. you do it right. Yeah. So, uh, if you're looking for a slasher zombie movie, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> but I, I'd say I hate to go all TV this episode, but I gotta go, I gotta go TV because, like I said, it's just, it just doesn't hold my interest. It, it wasn't compelling enough to uh, like I'll never watch it again. And like I said, if I got interrupted, I probably wouldn't have went back to it. So, uh, TV is the best I could possibly give it. Uh, Joe, what do you say as far as a rating? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I went as far as when I went back and rewatched it. I made sure I clicked. I watched. I watched the last half again on my computer instead of my television, so I could click all the way to the end of the credits and let it roll off, so it doesn't show up in my continue watching list anymore. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I was just making sure it didn't show up. Again. <laughs> wow! <laughs> It's like, I don't have to go delete this thing because I'm <laughs> never gonna watch it for any reason. <laughs> But I mean, it was it was it was a well done story. Yeah. It just there wasn't enough story, and I think it's just been beaten to death. Yeah, I think if they would have added more to it, I don't know. But they played it; they made it play out like a natural. Uh, you know, it's, it almost seemed like they didn't want to do your atypical zombie movie with a bunch of amazing things happening. Through, I mean, just enough happened to continue the story onward to where it finished <laughs> yeah it just kind of lingered to the end it, it didn't really race to the end which i don't know if that was part of their idea of making it like a quote-unquote realistic 48 hour time frame that would have happened in this guy's life I, I don't know it just yeah it just wasn't interesting enough yeah and, and for only having 48 hours to go he spent an awful lot of time sleeping <laughs> <laughs> he did he did like to take a nap yeah <laughs> he's got he's got a countdown on his watch you're going to be dead in 48 hours you know you've got to get your daughter to safety he he, he, he slept like three times <laughs> <laughs> well yeah he's doing a lot of walking too though joe <laughs> with a baby on his back <laughs> that's true and dragging an aboriginal kid with him so <laughs> Okay, we'll forgive him. <laughs> All right, so what's uh, what rating would you give this one? Well, I because it is a Netflix movie, I give it. I just said stream it just because it's the only way to watch it. Well, again, but I mean, I, for the rating system, yeah, TV is more accurate. Okay, so TV. All right. All right. Very good. <laughs> so that is our review of Cargo. So now, Joe or Paul, you can go out and uh, watch Cargo on Netflix. I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to review or add to this flash review episode? Yep. Um, go see Deadpool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> go see Deadpool too. <laughs> well, I think that'll wrap it up for this episode. So I'd like to thank you, uh, Paul and Joe, once again for joining me. And until next time, that's a wrap. Yeah.